Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. Why is it so hard to make friends as an adult? Because it is. So I have Jordan Fernie here with me and Jordan has been my friend, I think since third grade. I'm not sure. Um, but I remember I was invited to your birthday party at your house. It was a sleepover. Oh, bad. Yeah. I probably brought like one of those eighties sleeping bags. <laughs> I have pictures of you from that party. <laughs> uh, okay. So Jordan is, she's pretty awesome. And yes, we had our childhood where we were bake selling on the corner, making money to go to Japan, you know, all the things, but Jordan is kind of a, a big deal. She has shown me a lot of great uh, life skills. So that's why she's here today. She is a entrepreneur and started some really rad companies, Oh Happy Day and Color Factory. She's also a contributing editor over at Domino Magazine. She has three kids. She is married to a rad guy, Paul, and they live in New York City. So I love Jordan. We have lots of really great conversations over Marco Polo because we do not live by each other anymore. And, um, wait, do I get to introduce you? Oh, okay. So Ashlyn, (laughs) I've been friends with her since she was nine. She, well, how do I say it about you? So the thing about Ashlyn that like, if I think about every experience from like high school college even like beyond that she like always does the right thing like she just has more integrity in her little pinky than most people have in their whole body and even if it's hard even if like she personally will experience difficulties by doing the right thing she'll still do the right thing anyway that's I think thank you you're biggest superpower and she's Mm -hmm. awesome and fun and beautiful and cool and yeah that's I mean we could just go back and forth like this Jordan (laughs) I mean this could be the whole podcast just listen yeah they're just how do I find Jordan (laughs) how do I get a friend like her Jordan is the friend honestly and we will have a podcast about this um who who uh, the friend who planned the trip to Iceland for me because I was in the pits and she got to listen to the crazy pits of my life um, when I was at my worst and she's still here. So thank you, Jordan. Uh, Um, I actually love this topic, uh, like making friends as an adult. Um, I always, I feel like in high school, we had a group of like eight friends and the, it was always kind of like, the question wasn't, are we going to hang out? The question was, what are we doing tonight? Right? Like, like there wasn't like exclusivity. It was just like, what are we doing tonight? Like, what's the plan? Who can come that like, that was the question. And, Mm -hmm. um, and then even in college, you know, I found a group of friends that it was very similar dynamic where it was like, what are we doing tonight? Um, And so 
I found myself as a like late twenties, I just moved to San Francisco, like at age 24. And, um, I was in a big city where everyone had like, you know, kind of intense jobs. And, um, I had a child in my late twenties and, you know, was like navigating small children and all of that, the things that go along with that. And I just remember looking around and being like, where's all my friends? Like, I just sort of, it's something that had come really easily or naturally to Mm -hmm. me. And all of a sudden I was like, what am I doing wrong? Is it me? Is it because I'm unlovable? Like, Hmm. what is it? Um, And where did all my friends go? And so like, it's sort of, that was my journey. That was the beginning of my journey to figure out like, what is actually going on here? And where, where did all the people go? I love that. And I hate that because it is, it is so true. And I think, I think watching my kids when they're little, they see other kids and they're like, oh, we like to play at the park. We're now friends. And I'm sitting over here by the other moms watching going, but I don't think like we're not friends because I don't know who you are. And how did our kids just become best friends? Uh, That's interesting. Like the, the barrier to entry for kids versus grownups. Oh yeah. I hadn't thought about that, but that's funny. Oh yeah. So Um, they make friends so easily. And then here we are going, okay, I had all these friends in high school, in college, and here I am, we're midlife, uh, we're 41. And I guess we are. Just you told me you were 42 last month. I know. <laughs> You're 41. Uh, Definitely don't and so how do we have friends? We have these seasons of friends, right? So, but you've been my friend long time. Um, and I've seen you make some really beautiful friendships as an adult. I've made some really great friendships as an adult. And so, um, can I share one story that, I mean, cause you helped me when I moved out of state, I had no friends and no family where I was moving. I was very nervous. And I remember calling and Jordan said, you know what, if you just, she, you said, wait six months before you hate a place, because That's it's going to take. It's going to take that long to make a friend, right? And time I've moved somewhere new, it like takes six months till you look around. You're like, oh, oh, I have, I've put down some roots here. But like, yeah, of course, if you move somewhere like the first month in and you proclaim that you hate it, like that's not yeah. a fair shake. Yeah. So you had, you had known someone. Like I don't lower your expectations, right? Yeah. Like it's basically like, yeah. <laughs> So you had known someone who had started some ladies activity club. I don't even remember, yes, but you said, yeah. yeah, you said you should start this thing that my friend did. And so I did, I walked around the neighborhood. I knew no one and I'm pushing my little two-year-old going, Hey, do you want to uh, join this club that I have? What's that? There's like a children's book. It's like, are you my friend? Hello. Are you my new friend? That was me as a 30 year old. So sad, but also so good because it forced no, me. It's vulnerability, right? Oh like, my gosh. And I get rejected, but also guess what? You're probably going to make friends. Like I know. So I was, I was just pretending I was putting myself out there and I created this ladies activity club and lo and behold, I made friends and I still I have some of the friends. Going around, you're like, did you hear about this cool new thing? Everyone's going to and like, you're like making it up as I go. Backyard. <laughs> I just, I guess I'll have guacamole yes. there or something. No. Um, yeah, no, we always joke to like when we're hyping up parties, we're like New York's hottest nightclub. But like you just make something sound cooler than it is. And everyone's like, wait, what? There's what? a new thing. Everyone's getting together. I want it. Yeah. I think that's human nature to be like, wait, what's happening? 
So, well, I love that story. Um, and that's true. Like so much of making friends as an adult is like just being vulnerable. Um, for me, I had to one, stop projecting my own stuff on it because I truly thought, oh, well, the reason this isn't happening is because I am difficult. I'm have, uh, like I'm, I'm basically my own insecurities about feeling lovable were being projected on this very normal situation that a lot of people were experiencing, but I thought it was only happening to me. Um, I think I read this article. I sent it to Ashlyn yesterday. Um, it's in the New York times. Can you, is there a way to like link to things? Okay. So I can do that in the show notes. I am telling you anytime this subject comes up and I'm like at a part party, like everyone refers to this article. It's like this, like, Oh my gosh. Yes. The article, because it was the first time someone had said out loud that I had seen that like, Oh, this is normal. And it talks about how, um, you know, the, the author talks about how at the beginning of the, or he meets this guy that he has a lot in common with. And he's like, wants to be friends with this guy. And he's like, he's the kind of guy that would have been my best man at my wedding, you know, had I met him at age 22 or whatever. And, but because of where he was in his life and he was busy and his career was going. And so like all of those things were going on that like, he basically saw him a couple times in the span of like four years. And it's just like, it is what it is. Like, there's just not the same um, nurturing environment to make friends uh, later in life. And that was like such a huge epiphany for me to be like, oh, this is a thing. Like, this isn't about me and this is a thing. Um, So that's helpful. And then um, I sent Ashlyn this other article, which is truly my worst nightmare. Did you see the one? It's, oh, yeah. It's literally my worst nightmare. I read this article and I'm, this is like, I, I don't remember when I discovered it a few years ago, but um, basically here, I have to pull up the link. So here's <laughs> the copy link address. I'm so bad at severe ADD. And so I like all over the place. Okay. It says the, t- the title of the article is half of your friends probably don't think of you as a friend. And the article goes on to say that they've done the study and basically people who like, think of it, like sometimes you'll go have a coffee with someone or meet someone at a party and you'll be like, Oh, we just had this really amazing connection. Or like, you'll, you'll have like felt excited to be their friend or to talk to them. And meanwhile, they were like, uh, yeah, I guess I talked to that person at that party. It was fine. Yeah. Moving on. And like, they didn't feel like a connection on their side. And so they basically said, whoever you think is your friend, probably only half of them based on science, based on science, you guys, scientific evidence, like only half of those people actually think you're their friend. And I'm sorry, but that is my worst nightmare. That like I my best friend. My Who? friend it's not actually reciprocated. I'm telling you. Oh yeah. No, I thing. oh my new best friend that I just met. And they're like, what was their name? Who? What was her name? <laughs> it's like the worst thing I can think of. Anyway. I'm sure I've done that. I'm positive because how can we not? And it's, both ways, right? Like there's yes. times where you're like, oh, I was busy and someone got something out of that or felt excited to be my friend. And I was just like, what? Huh? Yes. Yeah. It's so awful. Like both ways. It is literally my worst nightmare. Anyway, 
Well, um, and I find that I'm attracted to the people that I want to be more like. So right. I'm attracted to Jordan because she's funny and she's fun. She's creative. She's all these like really great things that I really love. And so I'm like, oh, you're my friend, right? And there, it's not always reciprocated because I'm my my skills or my uh, whatever traits are a little bit different than that. And so I'm I'm the quiet friend who will I will laugh at all of your jokes. But I'm not going to make it. She's a, lot a of great character. <laughs> well, I also think um, no. There's definitely that's a thing too. I've learned where I will have felt connected to someone and think I had a great interaction, and then later find out, oh no, they're just like popular. <laughs> like they're just like really validating people that make people around them feel really good and are really giving and present. And it's not that the connection was not real. Of course, it was real. Like, but that has happened so many times where I'm like, Oh no, they're, they're just popular. Like they're just like one of those people that yeah, everyone loves them. with human connection and they're not, we're not best new best friends. Like sometimes it is, and you just have a specific connection with someone and sometimes they're just popular. So yes. it yeah. is what it is. Um, I have good social skills or whatever. Um, okay. So this is the other thing. Sorry. I have notes. Cause I'm like, Oh no, no, no. First of all, I have to keep notes because I have, like I mentioned, have really bad ADD. But second of all, I have so much to say on this topic. So Ashlyn, you can Go. stop. Me. I've never been on a po- podcast or I was on one like 10 years ago, but like. Let's I'm do sick. this. I'm new. Okay. So the other thing I wanted to say is that, and this is kind of, I remember Ashlyn talking to me about this. Um, I remember you were saying like in some of the classes or therapy you did, uh, taken that like people have different sexual templates mm-hmm. and like it's all super normal like every there's no wrong way to be but like everyone has different needs of how often they have sex mm-hmm. uh, how their sexual drive like all of those things are normal and it's just whatever you're, you yeah. need and um, I feel like I figured out that people have friendship templates and um just meaning that I, like some people are uh, introverted and maybe only want a few friends and some people are extroverted and actually want to hang out with like four people every day. And do you know what I mean? Like the more mm-hmm. the merrier, pack it in, pack it in. And some people are in between. And um, so I just remember I had this one friend and she lived near me. And so I was like, and I thought she was great. And so I was like, oh, perfect. We're friends. Like, here's one of my people that like <laughs> my people. And she, I could tell she liked being around me. It's, you know, like there was definitely a friendship, but I was always like, so what are we doing today? And she was like, oh no, I have like four other things planned with my other 5,000 friends. And I was like, oh, 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 because like I wanted deeper, like more Mm -hmm. profound. Like I tend to have fewer friendships, but like they're fairly deep and like a real connection and not everyone wants that and not everyone needs that. And sort of like, not wanting people to be what they're not, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, So like I, it made me like kind of miserable that I wanted this friend to be something that she isn't. And like, I can't set of her. Right. Like she, so how do you not take that personal? Well, at first I did, I was like, it's cause she doesn't love me. (laughs) I had to learn that. Right. Like that was, I feel like I figured this out in my late twenties that like where's all my friends. And then by my early thirties, I started to like, Oh, this is a thing. It's not about me. 
it's nine times out of 10, a logistical thing. Like it just is like logistics in getting everyone's needs met. And Mm -hmm. it's not personal. It's just like, yeah, that's not going to work for them. Uh, It's not going to work for me. And um, I think that was uh, that in addition to like creating environments where um, I can meet new people and find more people like that was also a a big moment for me. Um, Okay. Wait, can I speak to that? Cause I haven't heard you talk about templates of friends, but that makes a lot of sense. We've had lots of these conversations on Marco Polo. We should have just recorded Marco Polo's. Should that be a podcast? That could be your podcast, Jordan. It's just Marco Polo conversations. Um, Cause they can be so deep. Like crying. (laughs) I mean, you can go deep even on Marco Polo. So, um, I, I look at that and think, yes, yes, yes. We all have these different needs and, and unique things to us and what we desire. Um, I even look at it and think one step further for me for templates is I have different friends that I can talk to about politics and feel safe or mm-hmm. religion and feel safe. And let's just talk about fun stuff and I feel safe and I don't have to go deep. I have friends that if I start to share what I, what's really going on in my life, they're really uncomfortable. And so I'm okay. And for me, that was something I had to learn because I thought, okay, this is who I am. Now that I figured out who I am, now everyone should follow, right? Like we're all the same. You should just accept me and like be in the same place as I am on the same journey. And like, yeah. It doesn't work that way. For sure. I'm sure I scared a lot of people off because it was like, no, this is what we're doing now. Like this is how I'm a friend. And they're like, whoa, go away. And also I don't want that right now. And that's not where I'm at. And (laughs) or whatever their, whatever place they are in their life. No, I think that's exactly right. Um, I used to believe, you know, I had gone through like a few really hard, challenging times in my life. And um, I've gone through some when I feel like I had achieved adult friendships, but I'd gone through one hard time in my life where I don't feel like I had a lot of uh, close friends And I remember feeling sort of bitter, like, well, if you can't love me at my worst, then you don't get me at my best. And I genuinely believed that. And I just don't anymore. Um, I think we're all in a different place. And sometimes when someone's in a challenging place, I can be so helpful to them or I can be that shoulder to cry. And sometimes I can't. Like, it just depends on so many things. And sometimes... I'm so overwhelmed or I feel like I'm drowning that like I can, you know, say sorry and like, listen a little bit, but like, I'm not going to be that person for them um, this time. Um, You have boundaries. I guess that's what that is. But like, I used to take that so personal and make it about me and like make it, I'm a very loyal person. So I thought it was about loyalty and there's definitely like, um, you know, an element of loyalty in there, but I do think it's like, kind of what you can give. Um, Ashley, I don't know if I told you this, my friend or acquaintance, what, maybe she thinks I'm her friend. Maybe I think, maybe she doesn't consider me. Her oh, anyway, no. I'm not close friends with, right. You can get in your head about it. Um, my friend, she was, had gone through this really big breakup, like with this guy she was engaged to. So it was like a very serious relationship. Um, and they broke up and this friend had come into her life and was just there for her. And, you know, was that shoulder to cry on really nurtured her, brought her soup, you know, just like really took care of her and validated her. 
And um, fast forward a year and a half, the same friend had been doing very well, like financially, like business wise. Um, so like was thriving in that way and was in this new relationship with this like amazing guy um, and was just like so happy, like living her best life and thriving. And she's like, it's really interesting. This friend who was like so amazing for me, I finally realized like she gets a lot out of um, her, her template is to feel needed and to feel helpful. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know what to do with somebody you're happy. <laughs> who's happy like but do you know what I mean like that's not a negative like how grateful my friend was for this friend who could be there for her in the specific way that not a lot of people can show up in that way but also having the emotional intelligence to be like oh she can't give me this and I'm gonna seek this from a different type of friendship Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean like yeah and don't take it personal it's just like this is what they can give like it's not about well, and it's not about anything else. It's just, they can't give that and accept that. I don't know. Yes. And it is, I'm, I think I've gone through seasons where I am in that messy part of my life and I have to kind of weed out the friends that I know can't be there for me and it's okay. And I take it on like, Hey, this is my stuff. I know I'm a mess right now and I need these specific things in friendships. And so, Hey, I'm letting you off the hook here. Right. Or we just distance. And we've come back together a lot of times when things are more neutral and happy and we click like nothing ever happened. Um, But during that time when I was, I mean, this was like, I can think of seven years ago when my best friend at the time, we just totally went apart because I was such a mess and she was so uncomfortable hearing about all the mess, but then Yeah. And I I took it personal in the beginning. And then I was like, wait, this is, this is not, I mean, she's probably got her own stuff that I'm not even asking about because I'm just a mess. Yeah. Cause you, that's not the place you guys are in at the time. And I think for me, the way that I've been able to make it so that I can come back is to accept that they can give that to you and just like Mm -hmm. put a pin in it and like give it space Mm -hmm. because it's the times when I have kind of held like held them to a standard that they couldn't give me that I felt hurt or I had expectations around it that just were unreasonable and I didn't know it at the time I thought Mm -hmm. they were being a bad friend or whatever but just like understanding like yeah they couldn't give that to me Um, I couldn't I couldn't verbalize what I needed or I was projecting my own issues so but I love what you said because even Ashley and you and I like haven't always been like super close as adults like we've definitely gone through different stages in our life or I know for me like Marco Polo has been huge um I discovered the app like two years ago and it just made it so easy to maintain these deeper friendships that I was craving Mm -hmm. because it's easy in the city to like go to coffees with lots of people but like those deeper friendships that like, if I don't get those, I feel so empty. Um, I'm able to like check in day, to, day in, day out. Yes. I know we should, Marco Polo should be sponsoring this episode. <laughs> What's happening? No, I mean, I already am like, tell everyone about it. I was like, yes, go download Marco Polo if you haven't and talk to a friend. <laughs> like five friends get on it. I don't know. I'm like diehard. I'm yes. like, anyway. Okay. So, um, tell me some of the other things, um, I'm noticing. So being vulnerable and talking about the real stuff that doesn't work for all of our friends, but that's how I've been able to create 
more uh, meaningful adult friendships. Um, also creating social groups, which is what we talked about and saying, Hey, I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to ask somebody out for coffee. I'm going to say, Hey, join, join my club. Uh, those things are scary for me. I don't know if they're that scary for you, Jordan, but no, it's, it, it takes some risk, right? I'm going to be possibly rejected, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. I have really bad social anxiety. So I'm like, yeah, it's all terrifying. <laughs> like they're coming. Um, I think too, like finding people, like I have three kids right now. It's harder to leave. Like, um, so like finding friends that are like down to hang mm-hmm. and like, they don't have social anxiety to like swing by your house all the time. Or like they live nearby, you know, like finding those people that maybe it's not like the exact perfect, um, connection, but like it works in nine out of 10 ways. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that just like logistically and like, that's a thing is like finding people that match your social anxiety tendencies. (laughs) Yeah. But um, what you're saying. um, So my friend Joanna has a blog called cup of Joe and she talked about this idea of doing an articles club. And so I've done that. I did this when I wanted to make friends and I had a very limited amount of time. And so basically I, I put it this out there. I was part of like a Facebook moms group in San Francisco. And so I just kind of said, Hey guys, I'm starting this articles club. It's, it's easier than a book club because you just mm. read an article and then you come and talk about it. But um, my other friend, Ashley, she had pointed out that a book club or an articles club is really great because immediately you sort of go to these deeper subjects about, you know, friendship or love or marriage or sex or like all these things that make us feel connected, like in these human experiences. Um, And, you know, when you're sharing stuff like that, you're vulnerable and that's where the connection happens. And so um, it sort of like optimizes, you know, for that, connection and creating those throwing an articles club and then like passing the baton on saying okay who wants to be in charge of it next time sort of like um making this thing that keeps living um I made a lot of friends out of that it was like a great experience and I like how you defined it because just hearing that I'm like oh yeah that sounds cool but understanding why it was cool is important so um, I'm going to share my new club that I started in January. It's the, uh, just a women's hiking club. No kids allowed, um, uh, for a good reason. They whine. Just kidding. Um, I love kids, but they, my kids hate hiking. So it's like the worst and my kids even like to hike, but like that is two different experiences. Let's yes. be real. Um, it, in fact, I hiked one, hi- the same hike Wednesday with my kids and then on Saturday with adults. And I was like, what in the heck? Weird. Like, I wonder which one was better. Hmm. They were the same amount of time, except one I hiked five miles and one I hiked one. I am not kidding. It was horrible. So it's like managing everyone's emotions and complaints. Yeah, no. And of course, here's I- some bribes. Here's some, yeah. So I started this club in January because I realized I wasn't doing some of the things that I loved. Okay. So just like basic, you get into your relationships in your midlife and you're like, wait a second, I used to love this thing and I'm not doing enough of it. Okay. So my hope in starting this hiking club was if I schedule something and I create this group, it's going to force me to do the things that I want to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I create this club 
And I quickly realize on these hikes, I don't, I'm inviting people off my mama bear fitness Instagram. Like, I don't know these people, but they know who I am. Right. So they have this advantage that I don't, we meet at a parking lot at the beginning of a trailhead and like guess get murdered. Sir. I know I'm, <laughs> it's shocking. Why am I doing this? But I'm doing it <laughs> so far. No one's been crazy, no but this is, yeah. <laughs> fingers crossed. Don't show up. Learn that way. Yeah. So why I like hiking with and making new friends is because same reason with the articles club, you go fairly deep, fairly quick because you're walking. And when you're not having that eye contact and you're moving, there's like this flow that it just comes. And so, Hey, we might be talking about kids and then all of a sudden it's this, this, and this. And so it's been really neat. Every single hike that I've hosted people are connecting. They're coming back again. You know, this is my fifth hike with you because they're meeting. It's not just for me to make friends. It's like, Hey, you come and make friends too. put yourself out there. And so I'm a big fan of the walk and talk for anything like, Oh, it's true. And just even like, yeah, that's a, that's a good insight. Maybe we could like do an articles club while we're walking walking. in New York city. Do it. You get all your steps in. (laughs) Um, oh, I had one thought that, um, and it kind of connects to what we were talking about before about like, you have friends for different things, like mm-hmm. friends you talk about politics with or friends that, um, my, I had another friend who was talking about this, who says like, you know, understanding the same way, like you wouldn't expect your, you know, life partner to be everything for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some people are going to be good at these things and some people aren't, but like, you also wouldn't expect your friend. So she, she, my friend was talking about how, you know, she has these people she hangs out with once a month that like tell her about all the weird artsy movies that are coming out or all the, the great shows at the art museums. Cause they've gone to everything. And, um, that's different than the person who is part of like her mom's group who mm. she texts for parental advice about like, what do I do for this situation? And this person's already been through everything. And, or they're just these different friends that can do different roles. And, yes. and even like the friend that lives nearby that is like always around or always ready to hang out. Like having all of those types of friends to fill your needs is like such an important like setting it up. Um, and even my friend pointed out, she's like, yeah, I had this friend that was like really casual nearby and they moved away. And I literally had to like find someone to like replace that role. Mm-hmm. Of the casual friend. Well, cause they were gone. And she noticed that like, oh, I had a lot of friends, but it's still, there's a certain need for a friend. And so I think mm-hmm. paying attention to when we're the happiest, <laughs> right? Like notice that when you're like, Oh, I actually feel really happy and fulfilled with my friendships and like paying attention to why is it working? Okay, so that- I love that. I love that you brought that up because yes, uh, we can be friends with people and realize we come home going, Oh, I feel kind of gross. Or I had friendships like that. And I did not realize why I'm going to take some ownership. Part of it was me. Part of it was I was showing up and like, let's talk crap about my husband, or let's talk crap about this person over here. And so it wasn't, we were connecting in, in really negative things instead of connecting in beautiful things or. You didn't feel uplifted, which like, there's definitely like feeling validated and like Mm -hmm. 
you know, venting is like a thing and normal, but yeah, you're right. If like the conversation doesn't move on beyond that, <laughs> it, it might not be like the most, I don't know. It depends what you no. want, but uh, yeah. Yeah. And for a while I wasn't, I wasn't recognizing. And so it was just like, yeah, they're my friend. And then you go, wait, I don't think we're good for each other right now because, and I've even told friends that like, I think it's we're both about them. it's just about like what yeah. the logistical things, we're right? Both in a negative place. We shouldn't talk for a while. And we literally don't, we don't talk for like a month and cool off. And then we're like, Oh, look, our lives are better now. We can be friends. <laughs> I had these friendships where it was kind of similar where I'm very loyal. So I was friends with them because I thought I should be friends with them. I was like, well, on paper, this makes sense. I've known them for a long time. Like we are friends. And I kept inviting them to things, which they would happily come to, but there was like no reciprocation. And I I wouldn't have noticed except for, I had very limited time because I was so entrenched in like my work and my kids and like just surviving. So like when I did have a small amount of time to give or host or, you know, like give back, um, I would invite these friends and I finally realized like it truly took me like some time to be like, Oh, it's not reciprocal. Like Mm. I need to pay attention to that. And it's not, I'm not trying to teach them a lesson. I'm not mad. Like it truly is like, they can't give back to me right now, or I'm not top of their radar. So like in order to make it so that I'm not the only one hosting things every single time, I need to pay a little bit of attention to like, who's hosting me back. Right. Yeah. Cause otherwise you're going to be doing 99% of which, hosting, which is hard. Like it's, a I've lot been there, Jordan, and it's hard not to take a personal and then to, to step into the, like, Hey, it's not all about me. Like you said in the yeah. beginning and it's okay. Oh, I thought it was a, I thought it was a purely a rejection of me, but it's only like several years later that I was like, Oh, it literally mm-hmm. has nothing to do with me. And, um, now if I ever like that thought ever comes in my head, like, Oh, I've invited this person to several things and they haven't, you know, all my brain will go right to like rejection and I'll stop myself and be schedule three coffees with three new people. Do you know what I mean? Like and then guess what? I never think about it. Like it's, it's not about that. They might be busier. I don't know. Like it's, there's a billion reasons that they might not yes. be or, or reciprocal. Like some people just aren't as good at that. Some people are more like, you know, show up and are a good time to hang out with, or just, I think it's about lowering expectations, ex- accepting people for who they are and what they can give you and accepting yourself and like being real about what you can give other people. And then also like creating these environments too. Yes. Okay. Can I just speak to the, um, basically the third one that you said is, is knowing yourself. I think that's probably one of the keys that I have kind of not really linked together with friendship because if I don't know who I am, I don't love myself. I am not happy with who I am of course I'm going to just be, try to be everyone's friend and be everything to everyone rather than, Oh no, I know this is what I like and, and what I need. And if you don't love yourself, like you are going to project all of your insecurities on everyone else. Like I I come back to like, Oh, actually I'm awesome. And I love myself and it's not about rejection. It's it's, this is what it is. And yeah, it's, yeah. So I feel like, okay, once I start to figure out who I am, I have, I've noticed that a lot of my friends that I have commonalities with, we don't like Jordan and I, we don't live in the same city. We don't have the same types of jobs. We don't have a lot of things in common, but we have a lot of things in common. 
And one of the things I've noticed about my deeper friendships is that all of them go to therapy. And if they don't go to therapy, they're very aware of who they are and what they need. And so I think I really, I know, and we have lots of Marco Polo therapy, uh, in the same day. So like after therapy, I'm like, so here's what I learned in therapy or like, oh my gosh, I got to tell you about this breakthrough in therapy. Like, yeah, I love talking. Those are my favorites though. And, and that's, I think why is it cuts through like, Hey, let's yeah. Life is this, but God, look what I'm learning about myself. Look what I'm stepping into. And so I think finding the commonalities is, is the big deal, but I'm finding them in kind of weird ways right now where I'm like, Oh yeah, we don't have a lot of the basics in common, but we really work together on a deep level. Yeah. Or like there's enough things I can like friendship is an exchange in some, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's feeling needed or feeling like helpful or like whatever, everyone's getting something out of it. Um, no matter what the exchange is. So just be, I think that's, that's it, right? Like being aware of what you need and if your needs aren't being met, like set boundaries, like that type of thing. But like, there's just enough that we notice we can give each other and show up for each other that like, yeah, it's not perfect. And sometimes you're definitely listening to me vent more than I'm pretty sure it's the opposite. (laughs) No, but like, it just depends what it is. And uh, there's enough space there and we trust each other. It's been long enough that, um, but it is true. Like, I think, you know, like we have always been super close and just understanding that we gave each other space during that time to be like, okay. And I didn't know that we were going to like be close later. I just was like, but I did, did mm-hmm. trust you. I was like, well, I know she's a good person and I, I trusted you. And like, I knew that you weren't like hurting me or I knew it wasn't about like, I didn't feel rejected if that made sense. Cause I knew you. Yep. Oh yeah. I, I have lots of seasons of life where I just circle my wagons and I'm here. I am over here by myself. So, um, I have that stage right now with some people that I'm like, okay, I circled back with a friend yesterday that I'm like, it's been a long time. I'm getting divorced. Here's what's new in my life. (laughs) Um, and it's okay. And they were happy to accept that, Hey, I've been kind of a mess and kind of off by myself and I'm here and I'm, I'm feeling better. So let's get together. So, Um, Jordan, any last thoughts on people who are listening going, okay, this sounds awesome. I also don't know how the heck to actually start. Um, where would you say is a good place to start? If you're, I think like being, I would say those things like be honest about what your needs are and what you can give and be honest about like that, what you have to offer and find people like think of friendships you've already had where like it was a good fit and why, why did it work? So like, be aware of that. So you can like, you know, be selective, but then a lot of it is just like creating those environments. So I don't know, like adjusting expectations, like all of that stuff, but then creating these environments, starting an articles club, starting a hiking club, starting, start something where you can create your community yourself. Like, Go on a if walk there. Don't complain, create it yourself. Right. Yes. I like it. Not helpful. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I think it's helpful and I love it. And I think it's actually one of the questions I get asked most, um, especially yeah. after our trip to Iceland, like how in the heck do you have friends like that? And I'm thinking, 
so fun. Developed over this time. And actually one of the friends, I didn't even know until Iceland. And so, and here we are. So, but I mean, like also I definitely curated that a little bit. I like, know that's the thing. I, I was just, I've traveled enough that I'm like, I know like with certain anxieties, like, cause everyone has certain travel anxieties and we can talk about this different podcast. I know we're going to yes, talk about another episode. I definitely like was like, oh, this person will be easy. Like is like just shows up. And yep. so like, even though and that's I just, how it worked, they'd be a good time. Yeah. Yes. So it was perfect. Um, okay, Jordan, I'm going to ask you one last question, which is, um, if you listened to episode one, you know, the be the Buffalo story, what was your last be the Buffalo moment? Ooh, oh, I don't know. I, I would have to take credit for something. I should have prepared this answer. It's a, it's a humble brag, but it's not like a brag. It's just it like, I did brag. something hard. Um, okay. I don't know. I have really bad anxiety um, and it can be paralyzing. So I guess I have been regularly going to my doctor who like adjusts my medication and it's something I like, can easily ignore or kind of be lazy about and just be like, oh, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. And I've been like heading right to the storm to like op- make it so it's perfect. Um, yes. So anyway, that's mine. I know. And I got your Marco Polo yesterday and you're like, I feel so good. Look at me. So yes, I was telling Ashlyn, it's so annoying that, um, the chemicals in our brain and how they react are so connected to like, I know we like to think like our personalities are so special and unique and did it. And you're like, no, it's just your chemicals in your brain are acting different today or whatever. Yes. But yeah, definitely happier when my chemicals are going in the right direction so which is a buffalo moment to say hey i need a little bit what's more. yours i um, can do 20 you're like that's what you're so good at i'm, I'm in lots of storms doing right the now right thing doing that's uh, you that's literally your defining characteristic i would have said this like 10 years ago about you like <laughs> well thank you yeah uh i would say just having really hard conversations and staying regulated emotionally that's hard for me when I don't, you know, I'm really trying to work through my stuff of seeing myself and not projecting yeah. and taking on other people. You're stuff. so good at it. <laughs> I swear if it was me, I'd be like, I don't know. You're talking to the girl. I literally have a notes app on my phone. That was like people that aren't invited on my yacht. Like if I ever get a yacht, I'm keeping track over like 10 years old list. I like, oh and you like are so good about like, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to give people some grace. And you're, I'm like, I will never forget. <laughs> so my goal is to not get on the list of Jordan's not invited to the yacht. Oh, you, you automatically would never be on that list, but yeah, you, you got to really screw me over and I will not forget. <laughs> Just kidding. Awesome. Just kidding. It's sort of funny to a little it is funny it is funny jordan is honestly i don't want he's not she is the most loyal friend and most generous she pretends she's gonna go and fight your battles for you but she will not she she sees people for who they are and she is very loving so i hope you guys enjoyed uh our conversation jordan's the best and i'm gonna have her back because she actually has some really great um thoughts on a lot of things and what maybe we'll just record Marco Polo's next time. But um, thank you so much for being yeah, here. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks, Ash. Thanks for being here with me today, whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. 
If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes, or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.